Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The ISO with Dan Dickow and SB Live Sports, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Here's Dickow from the deep corner for three. Uh-oh, uh-oh. It's on now. Downtown Dan connects. Every morning when I'm working out, I'm listening to your podcast. Keep up the great work. I mean, I've seen Dan Dickow hit some big shots in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> I got to salute you, man. Like, I've been watching you since I was in high school trying to mimic all your moves. Welcome to today's episode of the ISO with myself, your host, Dan Dickow for SB Live Sports. Today is Wednesday. That means it is mailbag episode. You guys send questions my way. I give you an answer of maybe something that you've asked in regards to my career uh, as a player or as a broadcaster. This week being a big time college basketball week, uh, one of the first official weeks of practice. There is a heavy college basketball influence with our guests that we've had on. Seth Greenberg, Gary Parrish, Later in the week, we will be releasing a conversation with Seth Davis of The Athletic and CBS Sports. Um, But today's mailbag episode wanted to answer a few of the questions that have come in over the last week or so in regards to college basketball. So we'll get right into it. Uh, Usually answer three questions. So question number one comes from Mark in San Diego. Who is on your All-American team this year for preseason? Well, Mark, that's a difficult one. There's so many good players across the college basketball landscape, and I think uh, one of the things that you will always see and uh, look at is um, you're going to have a lot of guys that are recognized early in the season that kind of fall off due to uh, lack of production on their side or possibly uh, their team not playing as well. Uh, as maybe some of the preseason expectations had them doing. So uh, it's always interesting to see. Um, There's also guys that are completely under the radar going into the season. They have a tremendous year. Their team has a tremendous year. And so uh, they end up deserving and receiving a lot of personal accolades. So there's always those fun stories that, that come up throughout the course of the college basketball season. But when I look at this year and my preseason college all-American team, there's a lot of difficult choices uh, because there are so many good players. I think this is one of the most exciting years for college basketball in quite some time because you've got a number of really good young players. You've got a a number of really good uh, older players with a lot of experience that do have name recognition coming off of Final Four seasons a year ago. Uh, And you've also got a lot of transfers that um, didn't necessarily go the NBA route, but now they're at a new school and, and they're looking to make an impact where that impact could possibly lead to more um, notoriety and more acclaim and maybe some more awards for those particular players. But um, like I said, uh, difficult choices, but my five guys this year for my All-American team will be Drew Timmy at Gonzaga. I don't think you can have a preseason All-American team without him on it this year. There is uh, a number of preseason publications that have 
named him preseason player of the year, and I think that's uh, completely understandable. He's as efficient a college basketball player as you're going to find. He is uh, obviously going to slide into, well, maybe not slide into, but he's going to have a different and unique role again at Gonzaga. A season ago, they um, featured him so many times uh, on the low block, uh, but they also featured him a lot at that nail area, the elbow area, because he's got such a good combination of being able to take bigs off the bounce and then his footwork creates opportunities on the bounce. Uh, his ability to understand angles and timing on duck-ins and post-ups give him an advantage uh, in post situations. But he's on my uh, All-American team. Uh, next up on my All-American team is from Michigan, Hunter Dickinson. Kind of, um, to me, he came out of nowhere a season ago at Michigan, about seven-foot left-hander. Um, people who may have followed him in high school a little closer, um, being from the Midwest, maybe it wasn't a, a surprise to them, but uh, I didn't know much about him coming into the college basketball season a, a year ago, um, but he had a tremendous season. Flirted with the NBA a little bit. I think he made the right decision to come back. Um, because of the way the game is played. Uh, I think he has to prove his ability to to play in a faster tempo like the NBA. Not that Michigan doesn't play fast, because they will at times. Um, but I think uh, too many times young players have a good start to their career, and they get excited. They maybe get pressured to go to the NBA before they're ready. Um, and so I like the fact that Hunter Dickinson came back to, to Jawan Howard in Michigan, uh, who are going to be pretty darn good again this, this season. So uh, Hunter Dickinson is also on my preseason All-American team. Uh, from UCLA, Johnny Juzang started his career at Kentucky, had a, had a little bit of a struggle. Uh, maybe it wasn't the right fit for him, and I think that's a great example of, uh, you know, for young players who are talented – finding the right fit because he was a shooter coming out of high school in the Southern California area, Kentucky, not that they don't value shooters, but it wasn't a good fit for him, um, both with style of play as well as roster makeup. He goes to UCLA um, and he, he kind of works through early season, getting situated, uh, understanding what his role is at UCLA, and that's to hunt shots and compete on the defensive end. And lo and behold, he puts it all together towards that second half of the season in the Pac-12. He was really good. And in the NCAA tournament, he was dynamite. I mean, he was scoring as well as any perimeter player in the NCAA tournament a season ago. And Coach Mick Cronin is really going to lean on him, I'm sure, for the same type of production, but also uh, a high level of leadership. So those are my upperclassmen that are on my preseason All-American team. The rounded out is two freshmen. First from Gonzaga, Chet Holmgren. People have been talking about Chet Holmgren as being the number one prospect in the country for quite some time. Gonzaga goes back-to-back -back years going into Minnesota, the Minneapolis area, and getting a tremendous player. A season ago, it was Jalen Suggs, who's now in the NBA with the Orlando Magic. This time, they get Jalen Suggs' high school teammate, Chet Holmgren, seven foot, seven one. A little on the skinny side, which is something that everybody's going to talk about throughout the course of this year, um, which is understandable. He's about 220, 225, um, and 
people are going to think he's going to get pushed off the block, uh, but that's really not the case. I think he's got a great basketball strength, but more importantly, he's got great basketball skills, great basketball IQ. So he doesn't get himself put in positions where uh, maybe his perceived lack of strength is going to be an issue. His timing defensively, uh, altering and blocking shots is is terrific uh, but offensively he can do it all he can handle he can pass he can shoot uh, I think he's going to come into coach Fuse system at Gonzaga and and be a perfect complement to Drew Timmy second freshman for me that rounds out my all-american team would be from Seattle Washington O'Day High School someone I've had a chance to watch play a few times in high school and each time I come away absolutely impressed I think he's going to have a tremendous freshman year at Duke and um, that is Paulo Banchero. He is uh, 6'9", 240, strong, quick, skilled, tough, terrific IQ, plays with an edge to him. I think he is uh, going to be talked about throughout the, the course of the season. He and Chet Holmgren will kind of go back and forth for freshman of the year as well as number one pick in next year's NBA draft. He's that good and that talented. So there was that's my preseason All-American team. Drew Timmy, Hunter Dickinson, Johnny Juzang, Paulo Banchero, and Chet Holmgren. It was difficult leaving a couple guys off this list. Like I said, there are so many good players in college basketball this year. I think we're looking at a banner year. Uh, Trevion Williams at Purdue was hard to leave off. Uh, Kofi Cockburn at Illinois was difficult to leave off. I think the other young freshman that was difficult to, to leave off um, – Actually, two of them um, would be Jalen Duran and Imani Bates at Memphis. It's going to be interesting to see how those guys um, kind of get acclimated to the college game in Memphis for Penny Hardaway. Will they take the coaching and in, in the advice of Rashid Wallace, who played at a very high level in the NBA for a long time, where those guys want to be? And will they learn from coaching Hall of Famer Larry Brown, who is going to be assisting Penny Hardaway this year. So great question, Mark. Question two is from Tim in Des Moines, Iowa. Give me your top five teams this year uh, in college basketball. Well, for me, I think there's there's about 10 to 12 teams each year that uh, have a chance to be considered top five. Uh, usually there's one, two, maybe three that are head and shoulders above the rest. When you look at last year, I think the, the two that stand out head and shoulders early Gonzaga and Baylor, and they proved it throughout the course of the year. Uh, this year, I, I think, you know, um, there's, a, like I said, 8, 10, 12 teams that are right in that mix that you could say that top five, but I think Gonzaga to me, and I'm not being biased because I'm, you know, uh, a, a former Gonzaga player. I think Gonzaga is the clear-cut number one in my eyes. Um, you return uh, the college player of the year candidate in Drew Timmy, uh, first-team All-American, so that's a great foundation to build upon. Yes, you lose Jalen Suggs, uh, I think the number five pick to the Orlando Magic, um, as your point guard, but and you lose Corey Kispert, a, a great wing to the NBA and the, the Washington Wizards. But I think those are big losses, but I think what they bring in to alleviate those losses is uh, – the best thing, uh, the best additions that you could have ever asked for. I think 
on the perimeter to, to replace Jalen Suggs would be, you know, and Andrew Nemhart did play a season ago. Um, he was a huge part of what they did, but now he's really going to run the show. Uh, I, th- I think he's uh, got a chance to creep into all American consideration. Um, if Gonzaga has as good a year as a lot of people are thinking, I think Andrew Nemhart is that good of a backcourt player. I think, uh, Rasir Bolton, the transfer from Iowa state who, uh, recently was, uh, deemed eligible this year. I think he's going to be a big addition for Gonzaga because Gonzaga has always had their best teams have always had two primary ball handlers, uh, over the last 20 years of coach fuse coaching career. The other freshman that is going to help in the backcourt will be, uh, Nolan Hickman, freshman, originally committed to Kentucky, is now at Gonzaga. I've seen him play a number of times in high school. Each time I come away impressed. I think he is uh, very good. He's got a chance to really play a huge piece for Gonzaga this year. I don't know if he starts. don't know if he comes off the bench. Those things are all to be determined. Um, but he is going to be a big piece of what they do. It'll be interesting to see how some of the other guys uh, have grown over the course of the offseason. But the big addition that everybody's excited about is Chet Holmgren. Talked about him on our uh, preseason All-American team. He's that good. Uh, next team that I have in my top five is Texas. Um, you know, Texas a season ago was coached by Shaka Smart. They had an uncharacteristic or an upset loss in the NCAA tournament uh, against Abilene Christian, a fellow school from from Texas. And Shaka Smart heads off to Marquette, and that opens the door for Chris Beard, who I I think is a is a tremendous coach to move from Texas Tech to Texas. And Chris Beard's one of those guys that he always does such a good job. Reminds me a lot of Dana Altman of of restructuring rosters in a short amount of time. And then a lot of that goes back to his coaching background, read many articles. You know, he spent time coaching in the USBL. He spent time coaching in the minor leagues. And when you do that, you understand how to tweak and change rosters in a hurry and change your coaching philosophy in the moment to fit the group that you have best. And this year is no different. Uh, He's got seven transfers uh, that are ready to go in Austin. So I think they're going to be tremendous. Uh, Next one, Final Four contestant from a season ago, uh, UCLA had an epic game against Gonzaga in the Final Four. They return quite a bit of talent. Johnny Juzang, um, as I mentioned on my All-American team, is is a terrific shooter. He's gotten better at creating off the bounce. I think he's going to be a leader. Tiger Campbell at the point guard is an absolute leader. Doesn't turn the ball over, gets them in offense defensively at the point of attack does a really nice job of, of keeping opponents out of the paint. Uh, but I'm really interested to see their freshman Peyton Watson from Long Beach Poly uh, and what he can do and, and how well he buys into Mick Cronin's defensive first philosophy and, and see his impact. Cause I think he's, he's got a chance six, eight, six, nine wing long skilled. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how his shooting ability um, improves in his time at Westwood because he's he's a definite future pro prospect, that's for sure. Uh, Michigan is the next um, team on my list. And, and um, I think Juwan Howard is doing an unbelievable job in Ann Arbor of really getting not only talent, but getting the right talent and then getting them to buy in defensively a season ago. um, Michigan was as good as anybody. I believe they led 
the Big Ten in defensive efficiency, which anybody that follows college basketball year in, year year out knows that the Big Ten is built on the defensive end, physical, tough, grinded out basketball. And and Michigan did a a tremendous job with that last year. I think that they're going to uh, be very, very good again this year. I think when you look at it, the – it starts with Hunter Dickinson, who is also on my preseason All-American team. Big, strong, left-handed, can finish. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he improves. Over the course of the offseason, uh, they've added Devontae Jones, who scored 19 a game at Coastal Carolina a year ago. They got a top 10 player in the country in freshman Caleb Houston. Um, and then Eli Brooks did some really nice things down the stretch last year in the NCAA tournament. So those will be a couple things to really kind of look out for. Um, next team that kind of rounds out my preseason top five or the top five teams I'm, I'm really looking forward to watching would be Memphis with Penny Hardaway. Um, you know, their recruiting class is something that, that is going to be exciting to see how they transition to college and, and how well they perform early on. And that's with Amani Bates. That's J- Jalen Duran. Um, I, I think it's going to be really interesting to see. Uh, obviously, with the college basketball season around the corner, reading a number of articles, talking to a lot of people, if they can, uh, if those guys can get up to speed in a hurry, uh, the talent that they have is, is off the charts. And Penny Hardaway and his staff will will have a challenge in front of them, but it'll be a fun challenge to watch. Third and final question from Jeff in Seattle. What three matchups are you most forward, most looking forward to? Well, uh, that's a great one. There are so many good college basketball games this season. When you, when you look at the early um, list of, of preseason tournaments, whether it's the Atlantis, whether it's the Champions Classic, whether it's the Maui Invitational, um, you know, I think the three that are jumping out at, to me quickly, the first one is the last home game for Coach K at Cameron Indoor Stadium with Duke hosting North Carolina. I mean, that's a tremendous rivalry as it is, um, but both teams look to to be stacked and loaded this year. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if, if that last home game is for an ACC title, um, which very well it could because those teams are looking to be very good and very talented this year. Second team, or excuse me, second game I'm really looking forward to is uh, I, I couldn't go without putting a Gonzaga game in there. Yes, they play Duke. Yes, they play Texas. Uh, but the game I'm looking forward to is uh, Alabama versus Gonzaga in Seattle. And the reason why is um, I really think Coach Nate Oates in a short amount of time has done tremendous things uh, in Alabama. Uh, the way that they play offensively is space it. They want paint touches and threes. So they want to get to the paint. They want to put foul pressure on you, either score in the paint, get to the free throw line, or kick it out uh, for threes. And they've got a roster that is built to play that way. Javon Quinterly is a really quick point guard, great in the pick and roll. Jaden Shackelford um, is a really high-level scorer who can shoot it. But then defensively, they were one of the best in the country last year as far as points per possession uh, in limiting their opponents. So uh, I think that's going to be exciting and interesting. They go to Seattle to play them. And then the following year, Gonzaga heads to Alabama to play them in Tuscaloosa. So that'll be a fun one. Uh, And the third game I'm really looking forward to is Texas at Texas Tech 
um, Tuesday, February 1st. I'm sure that's going to be a, a, a great game simply for the fact that Texas Tech um, had been coached by Chris Beard over the last few years. He got them to a Final Four. He made them relevant in college basketball. Um, but when the Texas job opens up, that's obviously the granddaddy of them all in, in the state of Texas if you're a football coach or if you're a basketball coach. And so Chris Beard headed to Texas. He's put together a tremendous staff. Um, he's put together a, a roster on the fly with seven transfers that are, are high level, should uh, impact them this year. So that's going to be interesting to see when Chris Beard in Texas goes back to Lubbock and plays at Texas Tech. So um, thanks for the questions. Appreciate it. Um, as we continue on with our college basketball preview week, because practices kick off this week, that was what our focus has been. So thanks again for the questions. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and review. For the ISO, I'm Dan Dickow. The ISO with Dan Dickow and SB Live Sports, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.